I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today is the second part of our conversation with Malay Damanya. He had just launched a book called Business Champ, and I, I mean, after reading it, I was like, this is such an important discussion for us to have during this time when so many of us have started our own businesses, either because of necessity or because these are passion projects that we always wanted to start, but they never get around to doing them. Business is something that is so important to learn. And we might as well learn from other people's experiences instead of making the mistakes on our own. So these are the principles of business that Malai has learned over the 30 years of working. So let's tune in and hear what Malai has to say and what he's put in his book called Business Champ. Malai, let's start. Yeah. What next? Next point, uh, what I thought is very important is what we call a bottleneck. Bottleneck. Hmm. You know, we know the bottle, you know, the neck is at the at the top why do we call bottleneck the neck is always uh, at the top so normally we would define bottleneck as uh, as something that stops or reduces the speed of a process or a function you know to go at the same speed something is going at a speed and it suddenly reduces the speed of that process and we call that particular thing as a bottleneck hmm. again i would say this for a, a large part for the smaller and uh, medium uh, entrepreneurs you see what happens in these companies, Ashley, is there are normally there are two kinds of people that we employ. One is the doers and one is the managers. Okay. Now, doers, who are the people? The doers are the people who are going to execute things, who are going to uh, listen to your instructions. Uh, you will give them orders and they are going to do things. Correct. Mm. They are the doers. They will keep doing things and I mean, they, uh, you tell them and they will do it. Uh, okay. Most of the organization, they are, uh, they are large in numbers, naturally. They come at a much cheaper cost. And if you look at the organization pyramid, they will have on the bottom half of the pyramid, you will have all these doers. Mm. They follow instructions mm. and they do the things, right? Mm. Exactly opposite to this are the people who are managers. Mm. Managers are the people who get the thing done. Mm. They themselves don't get into so much of execution but they will, they will have uh, some team under them and they will give them orders, tell them how to do it, supervise and get the thing done, keeping the responsibility of getting the thing done with themselves. So managers are responsible, but they have to get the work done from doers. Hmm. These managers, of course, are costly to the organization. They, they have to incur cost for them. They are higher cost and they are on the top, uh, top half of the pyramid, top hmm. half of... Uh, now... In an organization, what happens is because the doers are uh, comparatively cheaper, if I'm a small business owner, I wouldn't mind recruiting a doer. But when I have to recruit a manager, I have some sort of hesitation because I'm not sure if I'm going to spend so much, when will I get return, how much, uh, whether I'll be able to get the enough result from him or not, etc. So there are a lot of hesitancy in appointing managers. So what these, these people do, they avoid having managers in their team and they themselves assume the role of manager. Now, as a business owner, if I had managers, possibly I would have four or five managers and I have to deal with those four or five people and they will deal with their individual five, seven, eight people team, right? Now, if I assume the role of manager by not keeping the manager, now just imagine instead of dealing with four or five people, 
now i'm suddenly have to deal with 25 30 people who are doers who are not so skillful as managers so i have to obviously give them instruction in detail i have to supervise their work in more detail etc in the whole uh, the whole the scenario what happens is as a business owner i get totally consumed in my business because now i am dealing with multiple doers i'm not employing manager to save cost I, the idea is to save cost and i'm not against saving cost yes you have to save cost but the my point is we got to have a balance mix between doers and managers we have to we have to have managers in our team in a certain ratio that we have doers in absence of this i am actually becoming a manager i have no time then i have no time for my family i have no time for my personal uh, hobbies or uh, you know nothing i am completely exhausted and i am consumed in this uh, this business and then you know people say you know inko to isko to time hi nahi hai but you know you don't have time because you are not managing it with the managers you are having all the doers so my point is have enough managers and when you are dealing with 25 people just imagine who is the bottleneck in your company you are because everybody come to me i don't have so much of bandwidth during the day you know correct i have got 100 other things also to do and these people come come to me and uh, you know then i am i am the biggest bottleneck in the small organization is the business owner himself mm. that's the hard reality yeah that's hard and we have to do something now when we talk about bottleneck um, you know we've seen in manufacturing process you know the 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 raw material passes through process a then process b then process c mm. and um, the the process or the machine let's say machine a machine b machine c and the machine which has the least capacity mm. is the capacity of production of the company mm. right the least capacity if i have got 100 here i got 80 here and i got 120 here end of the day 80 is my capacity of my business correct even if i produce 100 process b is going to process only 80 so 20 is going to lie idle and will carry forward to the next year the next the next day and even if i have got 120 as process c it doesn't i mean machine b is not feeding it with 120 it's only feeding mm. 80 so it can only so there is an ideal ideal capacity of 40 here correct very visibly we can make out and it is there trans uh, is is very tangible and you know we can see this the same thing happens in even in service industry mm. but you can't see that in service industry it's dealing with people you know you can't see that so you cannot pinpoint exactly and you know in service industry again we deal with uh, human beings so uh, everybody's capacity uh, sort of you know fluctuates uh, depending uh, depending on their uh, their mood also Correct. and uh, a lot of other other factors you have good days uh, you have bad days you have machinery breakdown is <laughs> is when you have a bad day at work you had a fight with your wife and you've come to work machine breakdown has happened <laughs> that's absolutely so uh, you can't you can't actually uh, pinpoint or clearly make out but it exists it does exist right so the point is again if the bottleneck is existing then actually you are hampering the whole speed you are actually doing no good for the progress of your organization you are slowing down the progress of your company so uh, you know have your team just give a proper thought have your organization chart uh, put down on a paper you know see how the what are the sequence of events that happening in your company what are the processes what are the functions define your roles 
because all these things sound sound good and but it has to be done i mean as i said earlier business is a difficult game mm-hmm. if you just go and start as a novice you know then you are going to falter somewhere or the other you have to think like a businessman and so you look at all your process all your functions define the roles and responsibilities and make sure that the bottleneck is reduced to a great extent correct also make sure that you are not the biggest bottleneck in your company i love these points you know malay i want to give two three examples on this because this is something that i worked a lot with and the whole theory of constraints aspect of you know understanding bottlenecks and who is the theory of who is the constraint in the business who is the bottleneck in the business and uh, to to give it to an example that everyone can relate to a friend of mine started baking at home right so she started baking her cakes at home and she was like i can do three cakes a day and i was like acha cool so matlab what do you do the rest of the time and i'm i'm doing nothing why because my oven can only handle three cakes correct so i was like so get another oven no 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 i don't have the money to get another oven so so she very soon realized that the oven was becoming her constraint right and what did she do she hired all the ovens on the uh, from her neighbors so the neighbors had ovens that they weren't using so now she was using those ovens suddenly production went up from 3 cakes to 5 cakes correct so she was learning how to start this process of analyzing her business because for the last 6 months she had just thought that her capacity is going to be 3 cakes only she never realized that she could figure out what was her constraint what was the bottleneck and then increase it from there so i think you know seeing what you are doing as a bottleneck not just in the in in the in the business that you run but even in the life that you lead so for example many people find you know feel a feeling of overwhelm at trying to do housework that they have right because they run out of time and like we said time is a constraint okay, yeah. i can't do everything and take care of my kid and do this and do that where is the time going what can you do to increase that production right so not only from a business point of view but people who are listening to this if you don't have a business you can see think about it from your life where are the constraints in your life where are the bottlenecks in your life that you need clearing you need help with something else ask for help i remember my uh, in my other house we had a maid who used to come and clean the house and you know do all the jharu pota clean the bartans and all my favorite story about her was that she had a maid to clean her house because she had realized that the time spent in cleaning her house was more valuable if she went to somebody else's house and clean she would earn more money there that she would from her house right that is now business that's how you understand bottlenecks and i love that as an example for bottlenecks and constraints beautiful example <laughs> beautiful example actually <laughs> and as you you see how all the concepts in business are tied to each other your friend who was baking cake and she was having a conversation with you now just imagine you are the accountability partner for that lady that 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 girl right and just by having a conversation with somebody who is a very honest frank and uh, a straight person you just you just ask question you know what is what is what is stopping you i mean how can you go from 3 to 5 and then you start thinking so i think uh, uh, all these concepts are so interlinked you can't take them on a stand alone basis but you know you when you uh, when you uh, jot the uh, i mean when you uh, put the dots together and draw the line and then you say you know how how the business is taking shape hmm. yeah and 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 you need external people to be able to give you that macro view that big view and learn from their experiences as well and uh, one more thing that i wanted to share with on bottlenecks and i think this is so important for people who are entrepreneurs and starting off and and believe that all entrepreneurs 
have to be hard working to the bone working 24 hours a day 27 hours if a day if possible right people are this like oh you know entrepreneur life you have to do this you have to push hard you have to do this and i keep telling them no if you if that is your life you're doing something wrong that is not the job of an entrepreneur correct the job of the entrepreneur is to have a vision then to have the right people to do that vision it is not your job to be doing everything and if it and if you are doing everything you're not creating a business right the day you create a business is the day that you have free time if you don't have free time you've not created a business you've created a job for yourself and this is the most important thing for us to realize you know as an entrepreneur sometimes we hire managers also we hire executives also but then what do we do we end up doing their work why right? nobody can do it as good as i can right so the delegation the, the delegation, delegation out the window yeah so you know if you're an owner of a business and you feel that you don't have time you're not running a business you've just created a job for yourself and remember what we said right in the beginning of this podcast or the previous podcast depending on which one you're hearing that you create that that jobs are paid for with your time right a business is not paid for by time so as a result as a business owner time should not be part of the equation at all absolutely absolutely making sense and i so yeah so i would just like to add to what you you just said hmm. uh, as a business if i'm a i have started a business uh, i would not mind working 24 hours a day in the initial stage of my business it's not i would mind but i think it is necessary and essential for a person to work 24 hours a day but in the starting phase hmm. all right so what i would call it a survival phase in the business because this is the stage where you know you are uh, enthusiastic you are optimistic you want to do business you want to you know energetic on 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 your business and you will run after every lead you will you know any anything that you you, you want to do so many things and i think that's very very good essential and it must be done the problem arises that we remain too much time in we spend too much time in this phase mm you know once you reach to a certain stage you have to change your gears mm. and that's where you know we fail to do that most of the times because we feel that because we have worked so hard in the initial uh, years right and we got some success this is the way to get success this is i'm doing i'm on the right track and i have to continue to do this to get success but here is where you know we falter that okay you have reached to this stage now if you have to go to the next stage you have to you know change your skill set you have to change your thought process you have to do something different you know so that that's where you know we get stuck into this survival phase for a very very long time correct if i have to give a comparison to this you know when we uh, start car you know mm. you know we all know that car consumes maximum fuel in the first gear right you have to put the car in the first gear and then you start the start the car i mean and then you want to move it obviously fast and you immediately change to the second gear to the third gear and to the fourth gear what businessmen do is they remain they spend too much time in the first gear change the gears once you have started off with your business once you have got that start you know you have to change gears mm. and that's where you know you got to know exactly that all right now now what now where should i spend my time what should i do how should i get my team and lot mm. of other things so it's important to you know uh, always be mindful of where have you reached what stage you have reached what success you have got and to get more success than that you will have to do something different yeah 
Yeah, and and what you started doing in the initial years is not what you're going to continue doing in the different years. And and uh, like you know, one of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett is like, "What do you do at work all day?" I say no to people. Right? His entire thing is is boiled it down to this one fact: saying that so many people come and ask me for things every single day. This decision, that decision, that decision. I can't say yes to everyone. As the yeah. business owner now at that level, which is Warren Buffett level, his decision making is what I have to say no to people. And I love that concept, right? It is the simplicity of what you end up doing ultimately that creates this business and the way to function. Beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back. Let's jump into the conversation. Malay, you know, you were talking about the mindset of an entrepreneur, right? You were saying that the books divide into those three parts. What should the mindset of an entrepreneur business owner be? So again, Ajdin, I mean, there are again different stages. Hmm. First, first, I would want to uh, say that you know, what is at stake for you hmm. as a business owner? What is at stake for you? You know, how important success in your business is for you? You know, are you and what are you willing to give for your business? Okay, uh, it's 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 not about 20, just working twenty four hours a day or hard working will not get you. Uh, anywhere so i've given a uh, very uh, simple example is you know in a in a forest in a race between lion and deer often the deer wins hmm. often deer wins right uh, it's not that deer is faster or deer is stronger obviously lion is faster lion is stronger and uh, but still deer wins and deer wins because of a reason hmm. because lion runs for food hmm. and deer runs for life and when you run for your life you will give in everything. Mm. Now look at your business. Are you giving everything in your business mm. that you have, or are you? So, what's your approach to the business? Are you, you know, approaching uh, your business like ten to six, ten to eight, so to say? Um, are you approaching like a novice in your business, or you have to make it successful? You know, then that you that that passion that you have, the conviction that you have. What do you say? You know, what's your why? What's your why? Um, so, what is your why in your business, and how important for you it is to succeed in your business? That's, mm. I think, that is the starting point. If you are absolutely determined, if you are convinced about your idea about your business, and you are willing to give in everything, that's where the journey starts, mm. according to me. <clears throat> and um, uh, of course, mindset has got a lot to do uh, because you, then you have to think like a businessman. I have, uh, you know, you have to be very clear about your vision. You know, we mm. all want to make money uh, mm. from business, but again, when we talk about your why uh, or your passion, uh, I think one most important uh, question that one need to ask himself is, other than money, you know, and making that uh, clear in the beginning, other than money. What inspires you to be in this business? Mm. You know, are you here to uh, contribute to the contribute the lives of the people? You know what problem you are actually solving uh, for for the wide section of uh, society or the people? This has to be very clear. You know, money mm. money is a consequence. Money will come. You know, it's it's not that you know you and me we all work for money, but mm. if you only work for money. Then you know uh, it's it's like a success. I always say success is like a butterfly. You know, hmm. you you chase success and it's going to elude you. 
but you have to become a person which can attract success you know uh, um, you know we all have heard a dialogue from amir khan in uh, three idiots you know success ke piche mat bhago excellence ka picha karo and you know we hmm. all find it very very nice you know we are kya dialogue uh, bola hai amir khan ne all of that and then uh, we brush it aside but i think it has a profound uh, profound uh, learning from that dialogue you know hmm. if we really keep working on ourselves in improving ourselves into you know uh, create a niche for ourselves in our own sector uh, become an expert in our sector work on yourself more uh, than working on your business of course you have to work on your business but first work on yourself get to that uh, personal uh, expertise level and i mean there is no way that you know uh, you know you're not going to uh, get success or uh, no way that uh, successfully elude you or you'll get of course you'll get money you'll become wealthy all of that but yes you have to work on yourself such important points like you were saying that which was on don't just go for money go for a purpose right because there are days when there'll be months and years maybe that you don't get any money right money completely eludes you just like because you were equating success with money but if there is a higher purpose that you're following then you will stick it out till money starts coming back into your life correct and money like i keep telling people and and done this video a while back that that said that money is equal to the value that you create for the society around you and if you're focusing only on the money that means you're not necessarily thinking about the value that you're creating instead if you focus on the value that you're creating the money has to come to you it is matlab it's, it's almost like a law that's written because that's what you're going to be that, that's what's going to come back for all the effort that you put out so i think figuring out the value that you're creating what is the purpose such an important thing you're baking cakes fine but what is the purpose behind your life for that baking cake right so tomorrow if nobody buys your cakes you stop baking cake no you're doing this for a reason find that reason i think that is something that that needs to be stuck to love it absolutely absolutely you were saying I mean, something when i interrupted I think you on the you were talking about the mindset for a mm-hmm. businessman so um, you know yes you got to find your purpose and your why mm-hmm. uh, also so then you start with your vision you know where do you want where do you want to i mean i mean beginning where do you want to reach i mean are you are, are you looking to scale a mount everest or are you looking to uh, reach out to a, a local hill no i mean where, where do you see yourself that's your vision that you you have to set for your business and um, all your preparations all your planning will be based on what is your vision if you have to really just uh, just reach out to a local hill i mean you can you and me can uh, walk up uh, uh, i mean get up tomorrow morning and you know start walking and we'll reach there by end of the day but if you really have to reach out to mount everest i mean can we start tomorrow morning uh, you'll have to we'll have to do a lot of preparation um, i will have to of course build stamina like you uh, we'll have to you invest in yourself first <laughs> right you have to put in that effort you to invest in yourself before you can even take that first step towards it exactly exactly yeah so uh, it's it's all about you know where do you want to reach uh, mm. or where do you want to take your business to and set your vision right having set your vision uh, have smaller my, smaller milestones which we call goals you know mm. what is your specific three year goal where do you want to reach specifically now you know vision is more like you know it's more like okay my imaginary exercise this is what i want people to 
think about me, my company. This is where I want to reach um, after 10 years and all. It's a long-term vision. But goals are more specific and they are relatively shorter term. So maybe we can go for three-year goal, one-year goal. Then you can still break it down to what is our goal for the next one quarter. Be very specific on that. And we all know about the smart goals and all. Be specific and measurable and time-bound and all. So set specific goal for your business. Uh, Also very important is, uh, um, you know, I always talk about uh, core values. What are the core values in your business? Mm. It's important to define, very, very important to define core values. I, when I started my, uh, you know, profession three years back, uh, I would like, I would just admit that I had no idea about what the core value and what the goals and all are. But mm. having worked through this journey uh, all these years, uh, I think it is important for every entrepreneur to have core values because see, you start a company. Core values, what are firstly the core values? It's a core values are, uh, you know, uh, a description of collective behavior in your company mm. of by the people in your company. It's a collective behavior of people in your company, right? It's more intrinsic. And, uh, and we know, you know, core is like the integral, the main part of a, a part of the body. And it's important to define core values because that's how you will be with a consistent display of core values, you will be recognized in your industry. You will be recognized by the, or will be known by the people. And why it is important? Because when you start recruiting people, right? People come again from different background, different culture, different thoughts, different beliefs, right? And if there is no defined core value in your company, they are all going to behave with the core values that they know, either in their earlier company or uh, personally. You know, they come from there and they will start for, for somebody, accountability may not be important. Somebody, uh, somebody, uh, communication is not so important. Uh, for somebody, speed is not so important. And everybody will work in a manner that what makes sense to them as far as the depiction of core values are concerned. Mm. So I would say that in my company, thereafter we decided that let's say there are speed, quality and integrity. These mm. are the three core values in my company and come, come what may, we are not going to compromise in these three values, mm. right? These are the most prominent and on the top of the mind for every employee of my company when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, working in the, in, in the, in the company. Mm. Now that doesn't mean that uh, honesty is not there as a core value. So people are, are allowed to work with dishonesty. That's not the case. I mean, you are all, uh, we are all supposed to work with, uh, all the honest and, uh, and, and good values, but these are the three values which are going to stand out, mm. right? And, and these are the values which are non-negotiable. You will not never compromise on these values. When it comes to taking a, a decision, when you're a threshold of, you know, uh, to, to crossroads and you take decision, I mean, these are the values which will help you to take decisions. Your employees are also very clear that these are the values that this company will not uh, compromise. I mean, it helps you even in hiring new new recruits. Correct. Somebody may be very good, but if he's not falling, he's not getting aligned to these core values. I don't think that he's uh, fit for the job. So, correct. Core values again a very important concept, and uh, this has to be given uh, enough thought because this is more of a permanent. Uh, you, you don't keep changing your core values, so you have to give it a thought upfront. Uh, Probably if you have your leadership team kind of people, you got to discuss with them, come to a common uh, 
understanding and then define the core values and the entire organization is expected and supposed to work with those uh, core values superb superb you know the 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 idea of core values the idea of principles is so important in a business whether you're small whether you're large because all businesses will go to different difficult times happy times good times bad times like you know some of our businesses are a complete disaster some of our businesses are doing very well right all of businesses have different ways in which that they are in their life cycles but what is important is this unifying thought that's going to carry on through these businesses the the core values the principles are the way that you will take your decisions and it makes life easy you know otherwise there is teeter tottering saying that no should i change my morals should i change my principles should i change my values and they're like no this is how it's supposed to be this is how we'll do it if you're going to incur a loss in this year no problem but we will not change our core values right it is what is it that you're chasing and what is the pre- reason for being in business like you said if you if the reason for being in business is money then that becomes a core value right yeah. then whatever you'll do is all about the money but if you're doing business for other reasons then the core value changes right sometimes money might be put aside in order to save that integrity like you're talking about absolutely so you know it's all about also making those decisions you will be making tough decisions as you go along and and fortifying yourself is you not know, like i think that the the principles the morals the values that you talk about are nothing but the armor that we've created for ourselves right they are not necessarily the spear end they are not the things that is going to get the job done but they are the things that are going to protect you from the outside world and what are the, what is going to be you know being shot at you at that point of time absolutely absolutely yes well said i i i love it malay malay i want to ask you two last questions okay um you know you interact with so many so many so many so many so many entrepreneurs in your life what are two almost rapid fire kind of a thing okay just like off the top of your head you don't have to think about it too much what are two principles that you've seen or two behavior patterns or two habits that you've noticed in very very successful entrepreneurs and then the second one is what are the two habits that you've seen in not successful entrepreneurs um for successful entrepreneurs communication mm. okay you got to be on top of your communication you have to master the art of communicating whether it is one to one whether it is in a small group whether it is on a large audience the way you communicate the way you put your point across you will be able to command respect you will be able to command uh, you get the work done so the i think one very critical and very important uh, quality that i would uh, look at in the successful uh, entrepreneur is communication two can i can well, sorry small follow up question this is for me primarily as a person uh, quality of communication or quantity of communication quality of communication you should be able to you should be able to put your point across so quantity i mean uh, it's not about quantity of communication you know it's how in fact in fact the the more you speak the less the people remember what you spoke so i would go with quantity of communication but less quantity of communication that's the key mm. you know you have to be able to articulate your message uh, in as crisp clear and precise manner as possible that's what if you are able to make that point it goes across uh, i think more clearly so i mean okay. quality of communication uh, in that sense lovely so communication is the first successful habit that you notice in entrepreneur yes. second uh, second i would uh, i would say integrity you know how would you define that how would you doing uh, doing, doing what you say you will do and you will say only that uh, you know you will do you know so when when asdin says that you know i'm going to meet you at 11 asdin is here at 
or possibly at 5 to 11 you know there is there is no question that sdin is in in the office at 11 01 you know that's 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 the starting point of integrity when you say something you are more reliable and it will happen you know and that's how people start trusting you more as a person and once they trust you as a person they will buy your product and your service now people don't just buy product or service because it is good or because it you know unless it's an apple product and some branded product it's a different matter but otherwise people will buy your product or service later first they have to buy you as a person right so you and and you can show your show your integrity and that is the only way you'll be able to build trust beautiful beautiful so communication integrity two essential habits for successful entrepreneurs two habits that you noticed in unsuccessful entrepreneurs uh so actually you'll go the i mean you can go the reverse way that uh, the uh, their lack of communication and lack of integrity uh, no no that's true <laughs> so um see people are not courageous to accept the numbers as they are so if you have if you present the number before them and they'll they they want to see the numbers that they they want to see rather than as the numbers are, they are and they have some some sort of uh, uh, false calculation in your mind that you know nahi nahi ye this is not right but they are all there so accept the situation as it is mm-hmm. rather than looking at something in a way that you want want it to be so, i love this point so important what is the reality versus the reality that you made up in your mind ha huh, right right mm-hmm. so that's something which uh, everyone has to be very clear be courageous mm. and uh, second point i would say that you know procrastination mm. is the, is the biggest thing you know doing something see doing any activity all the activity do not lead you to accomplishment mm. you know just because you come to office and do some activity it is not equal to you accomplishing something or, or it is not equal to you advancing towards your goal Mm. or your targets you know you may be doing something but is it meaningful in your business now meaningful activity you know the the difficult activity if you keep procrastinating uh, something which you are supposed to do in the morning then you say are afternoon will do or will do it in the evening and by the evening you'll have something else in your mind and say okay let me do it tomorrow and you are procrastinating and the problem is becoming bigger and bigger i mean just by uh, ignoring the problem you know is not going to solve by itself you know it's actually going to get bigger so attack the problem when you at, at the first sight because that's where the problem is at a very initial stage it's the best thing to do it's a difficult thing to do again it's difficult obviously we we don't want to we are not happy attack, uh, addressing a problem up front but do not procrastinate i think procrastination is one thing which is which is leading to multiple multiple problems yeah yeah procrastination is so important and as 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 something to get out of our life in fact um, a couple of weeks ago i was doing a workshop for our social workers in our ngo light of life trust and uh, so there were some 70 people on the call and i was telling them about how we should get over this whole thought of procrastination you know if you don't feel like doing it today don't feel like doing it today because either you're too scared of it or it's too easy you think you'll get another time to do it i th- i was teaching them a walk cry So there's a podcast that we've done called the War Cry as a way of getting out of procrastination, which is that you have to shout out a war cry. Imagine if you were standing on a battlefield and you had to attack your enemy, 
right? And you suddenly got scared. But then the chief goes, you know, Akraman and attacks and goes and, you know, that's how you actually get over that fear and you do it and you charge. Yeah. So then we, all 75 of us, I told everyone, unmute your mics and then Zoom, right? Unmute your mics and all of you all shout Akraman. And it was a complete pandemonium of a <laughs> workshop after that. It was just like everyone shouting Akraman, Akraman. And then we then we had to stop for lunch break and then somebody unmuted and said, why are we stopping for lunch break? Chalo, no time for this. Akraman. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who don't understand what Akraman means, Akraman means attack in, in, in as a war cry. So I think getting over procrastination, attacking the tasks that you have to do is such an important part of becoming a success. Malay, thank you so much for coming and having these discussions with us. I absolutely loved it. I've been reading your book, Business Champ. It makes so much sense. It is filled with these kind of practical advice, you know, these practical understandings of the way that you can think about business, not just as, you know, like, oh, fancy entrepreneur and all of that, but in a very, you know, hands-on practical manner, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Malay. I'm, I'm so happy to have, uh, you know, chat with you. Uh, it was a wonderful experience for me. Uh, I mean, a very honest and frank uh, discussion. I I love this. You know, it's it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful. We must ha- we must do this more often. We'll come, we'll do another podcast on maybe understanding your finance or numbers and stuff like that in your personal life as well as your <laughs> business life. I think it's going to be very in- interesting. Malay, how can anytime pe- anytime I'll be available whenever you <laughs> thank you for you. Yes. Malay, how can people get in touch with you and um, and follow you and find out more about your book and what you do? Uh, so book is uh, uh, of course available on Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. If they want to get in touch with me, I have my email ID is my uh, Insta account, LinkedIn account, uh, Malay Damania. Mm-hmm. My email M-A-L-A-Y ID M-A-L-A-Y M-A-L-A-Y Sorry, so what you ask my email ID? No, so how can people get in touch with you? Instagram, what was your Instagram ID? Malay Damania M-A-L-A-Y D-A-M-A-N-I-A Perfect. And we'll be linking it in the podcast links as well. Superb. Lovely. Thank you, Malay. Thank you, Ajdin. Thank you so much. It was wonderful speaking to you. Thank you. My pleasure. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called AWESOME180. That's Awesome180.